Joining us within the next two weeks as the cast is finally starting to get reassembled here at Get to the Point. And we got a big show here. We're going to talk draft, but not really draft. We got a couple other big sports stories, but Joe and I also did embark on what was the most ever viewed ESPN documentary with. An average of 6.1 million views between episode one and two of The Last Dance, which premiered this last Sunday. It was the 1998 Chicago Bulls documentary. Why are you making it sound like we ran a marathon? You said embarked. When it, it's just an odd choice of words. You may think so, Joe, but that's because <laughs> your internal thesaurus isn't as good as mine. It's all right. Well, we both watched this, and, I mean, people were losing their minds of it, probably because we've been without sports and true sports content for so long, and I get that. I get it. But I was also, I mean, I like how they were showing a lot of stuff that guys our age probably didn't know, unless you're Lorenzo Thompson or a huge NBA fan that, that just likes to curate through uh, everything NBA, then there's some stuff that you didn't know. You didn't know about Scottie Pippen getting paid so low. You probably didn't know he went to University of Central Arkansas. I, no. I didn't. I didn't know that the Bulls before Jordan were called the Traveling Cocaine Circus. I know everyone gets a big pop out of that. But it, for me, it shifted from being a story about that team, and then it became... I, I don't know. It was a lot of backstory for me. Like it, it felt like it was a Michael Jordan documentary instead of an entire team documentary. And I get it. You're not going to talk about the backup center on the '98 Bulls, but it, it like I don't know. What, oh, wait, what else did you want them to do? They weren't gonna. What they're talking <sighs> like, like I like what they're doing right now, where they're setting up the Scottie Pippen uh, when, when Jordan calls off the Scottie Pippen trade. I like that. They're setting okay. it up for the next Sunday because that's a team thing. It goes into the. I liked when they were talking about how Jordan was feeling during they were 0-4 on the road or something like that. It, okay. Like, like, that's what I liked. It was a team thing. But it was just so much, like, like Jordan's childhood playing against his brothers. Like, is it a Michael Jordan documentary or is it a 98 Bulls documentary? And it's incredibly well made. And it's literally just the first two episodes. But I wish I had gotten more from it. But it's, And, and, and it's going to be 10 episodes, right? How much more are they going to fit into another eight? Joe? Sorry, I was trying to fix something with the stream. Yeah, I don't – I am. there's a lot of stuff for them to, to fit in here. Um, we, You know, with those in re, those remaining eight episodes. I don't know. I think there's a lot of angles for them to really, really hit here. 
I mean, they're going to talk about Rodman more, I'm assuming. Um, they're probably going to talk about the regular season for an episode. And then the playoffs and the, the championship. And then it'll probably be an episode of Reflection. So that's five. So another three episodes. What are we talking about? Cultural impact, six. And then what are the last two? I'm just trying to piece it together. I know. Uh, well, we're we're not even fully through that season. We're still trying to deal with the what happens with Scottie Pippen. Well, it's one season though. Fair. It's not their whole dynasty. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like it, I'm just going to be seeing a lot more of people losing their minds over Michael Jordan instead of LeBron. I mean, I feel like LeBron should be getting a 15-episode one of these when he's done. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's fresh, but it's also not fresh. But on that same theme, Joe, we got Mm -hmm. one thing that was very fresh and one thing that I thought was also fresh, but the internet deemed unfresh, uh, which was the unveiling of the Chargers and Patriots new uniforms. Starting with the Chargers, there's an old adage that Joe loves to say. It's his, it's one of his favorite cliches. The rich get richer when he's talking about sports. <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers hit home run after home run after home run when it comes to their uniforms. The new all-Navy uniform, It's it might be my favorite in football. It's so well done. Do you have one complaint with this uniform, Joe? Can Wait, you? Wait, sorry. For, for the Patriots or the Chargers? Chargers. I, I know, I'm a huge fan. I think that they they were ex- extremely well done. Um, I I think that my whole philosophy with the with the new Chargers uniforms was that they had the be- one of the best uniforms in the league, and then the adjustments that they went through were incredible. And we actually have a couple comments from uh, uh, Dark Roast in the chat, who is a Chargers fan. And he says that the royal blue uniform is trash, but I, I I don't disagree with that. I think it is a little bit funky. I think that the whole whole complete rebrand though was a, a huge positive move move forward. The 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 numbering that they did, uh, the um, added numbers to the helmet, all that stuff. I, I think that it put them into the top five for for uniforms in the NFL. They're number one, Joe. They're not, it, it, through the entire history of the Chargers. They have had the best uniform, and I think the only uniform that has rivaled them is the Little Bill, um, or the Little Buffalo, Buffalo Bills uniforms. That's the only one that I think challenges almost any Charger uniform through history. Mm-hmm. They're phenomenal. Now, a lot of people are trashing these new Patriots uniforms. They're terrible. They're not. What do you, why? There, there's no... They, nothing was changed. It's the same design as the LSU logo. Not, there, there was no improvement. I think there was. It looks better. It, it's a lateral move. It looks like their color rush, and their color rush is better than that terrible, terrible mixture of navy and silver. I, I, I couldn't stand their old uniforms. I like this new uniform. The blue is better. The red is better. It's all better. I, I Look, I think that the... I don't know. The... The changes to it weren't weren't anything. They they <laughs> the chat saying you didn't make an, an actual point. I don't know if he's referring to me or you. You. 
Yeah, they're probably referring I'm to you. I'm making points. You're over there diddling you're, you're around not, with the chat. I'm diddling around with the stream because apparently it's a mess and it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow is going to be interesting. Besides the point, though, I don't think that they made any adjustments. It was such a slight incremental change, and it still looks the same. They want us to make a give them an OnlyFans link. Do you have one? <laughs> I, I have some that I'd like the listeners to purchase for me. You know, some on my radar, you know, but uh, like who? Th- that's, who not go- that's not going on the. Uh, You're not, single. You can put that out there. On the debit. I'm you're, not, you're I'm not putting that on my family. That on. I'm not putting that on my family card. <laughs> you don't get, have your own credit card? What, what are you doing with yourself? No, I just, it's the checking. I still have the account that that I set up in high school. So if I like, if I go down, I tell my dad, oh, I got paid today. He says, oh, yeah, I saw. I'm like, oh, okay. That's weird. <laughs> you got to get your own credit card. Uh, I don't feel like doing that. Especially, why, why would I get one now, Joe? Would I get one now? It doesn't matter. It, what do you mean? Would I get one now? Oh, because there's a whole bunch of money coming in during during all the jobs that I'm working on. Well, you can get a card and not use it. You're a dip. I'm not a dip. I got a credit card a month ago. And I have my own credit card. It's in my name. I pay the bill for the credit card. Are you gonna leave it at a restaurant? <laughs> Probably again. <laughs> How, what, what's your total? Two or three? That since we've known each other, I've only left one. I've, you, actually, you, I, I've left multiple. I've lost one at a. Um, at at a restaurant, man, they are just bodying you in the chat here. They're just constantly mis misspelling your name. Uh, Who is it? Just a, uh, it's mostly Gershow, and then I don't know. They're just constantly just referencing random things. I don't know why I sent them the link. I knew that this was going to happen. <laughs> I don't. I can't even see the chat right now. Why do Why do I care? Uh, I'm focused on uh, the podcast ap- aspect of this show, which is what we're trying to do, Joe. Yes. Besides <sighs> the point, I don't think that the uniforms were, were much of a difference. Um, I think that I don't like the, 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 the paneling with the, the stripe not going all the way through um, on, the, on, the, on the shoulder pad. I get that. Area. I, don't, I, don't get, I, don't just, I don't get it. I don't understand what they were going for. They're... It's just it's too simple, and and they could have. There's still no red uniform. The Patriots have had some of the best uniforms when it comes to those red throwbacks. Yeah. They weren't going to at least uh, add red to the mix. They did I, it's on, still the, on white the stripe. Navy. But I want I want a full red uniform. So do I. Those AFL throwbacks were some yeah, of the best with uniforms. With the logo and everything, yeah, they're they're it fantastic. Is, it's just lazy. <sighs> well, Joe, should I start this next? Uh, point off with some audio that we have retrieved uh yes that the the stream can't hear but the one from our kind of sort of co-host all right folks uh take a listen to this and then let us know what you think he's upset about (laughs) rob gronkowski is a and a coward you know, people say it all started, you know, this year when the Patriots failed to capitalize on re-signing Tom Brady. No, 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 no. This, all this nonsense started going downhill when we signed Tom Brady and, and traded Jimmy Garoppolo. If, if I planned to have Tom Brady for two years, I would have kept Jimmy. I would have kept Jimmy. I would have kept Jimmy. The plan was to re-sign Brady and have him remain a Patriot through the duration of his career, all right? They fouled that up, 
fouled that up. Now he's on the plane with the Bucks, and then they released these hideous, hideous jerseys. They had they had an opportunity to capitalize on some sharp looking jerseys. Could have brought back the red throwbacks. I don't know, blue, blue, white, and red make a great combo for any good looking uni. And then, and then Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement to play with Tommy B in Tampa Bay. What a slap to the face of the Patriots organization. What a slap to the face. All right, man. You better than that. Cowardly move. And, and they only got a fourth-round pick for it. They got a fourth-round pick. You traded the future of your franchise, Jimmy G, for a second, and you traded the best tight end of all time for a fourth? Are you kidding me? A second and a fourth-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo and Rob Gronkowski. What is Bill doing? What are we doing? I mean, you guys know me. I'm the biggest Pats fan out there. I'll, I'll die Pats fan. I'm not, not switching the boat with, with Tommy B like all these other Pats fans are. I'm with the Pats. I'm with the program. But, boys, what are we doing? What are we giving up all our assets for, for what? And with no plan. Jared Stidham, Stid the kid. We're going to ride with his hand or Brian Hoyer? We're we going to make a move for Tua. You know, what are we doing? I expect Thursday to be a uh, great telltale sign of where we expect to be this season. I love Jake Fire, and I love the savageness that is Boston sports fans when they're just they're suffocating on their own delusion, and they're just you know they've been chewing their cud for the last twenty years, just happily in their field, and now oh the fields run dry, buddy. What are you gonna do? Oh, Gronk retired. Oh no, he's not playing for my team anymore. Oh, oh, what happens now? Oh, welcome to the real world. Asshole. Jeez. <laughs> that's for all the New England Patriots fans. And that's also stemming from the debate that we had last night with our uh, New England uh, radio friends about who the greatest tight end of all time was, in which those homers decided, yeah, it's, it's Gronk. It's not. But now Rob Gronkowski has been officially sent to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to join up with Tom Brady for a fourth round. Joe, I'd fourth like to round what? Pick. A fourth round what? You said just a fourth round. You have to specify. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you want me to call, call you out every time you're giggling at the chat right now during this show, <laughs> which is a, a, an audio medium? I'm, intera- I'm interacting with our listeners. What are you doing? I'm, I'm trying rather. to provide for the people that are going to listen to this tomorrow, not for three of you your friends tomorrow? from New wait, Jersey. Wait, wait, what, do you, what do you think tomorrow is going to be? It's just going to be a bunch of idiots just popping in, in and out of a chat. Yeah, but we we're have not to recording through. that into a, into a podcast okay. form, are right. we? Fair. Fair get, on the, get, get, it, get your head in the game. I, my head is in the okay, game. Okay, so answer my question then. What was the question? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> what was it? Wait, are you serious? No, you know what was it? it was so you were talking about Gronk, and then when, then you started berating me about uh, looking at the chat. Yeah, Joe, your thoughts on Gronk? Uh, and the whole gist of things, I think it it it, it makes no sense to me that Patriots fans were losing their minds, similar to the way that, that Fire was, because hours before this happened, Gronk wasn't even in the NFL. 
And then everyone's all upset. He wanted to leave. He left. He forced his way out to go to another team to go play with Brady. He's no better than Brady. People just losing their minds, spoiled Patriots fans, reacting in an incoherent manner. And to me, that just doesn't make any sense because you didn't have him before this happened. He was essentially not even in the league. He was a retired player until Tom Brady was able to convince him to force this thing to happen. It's the it goes in line with what you said about the typical reaction that we get from Patriots fans which is spoiled and overreacting, incoherent and inconsistent. They're spoiled. That's what they are. And it Tampa Bay hasn't had anything ever. They've won Super Bowl. And I'm happy about that. Well, yeah, the Super Bowl grew, sure. I'm happy about that. But why are you upset? It's not like they went to the... It's not like Gronk went to the Bills or the Jets or the Colts or anybody in the AFC. You know? So what are we... What's that for? What the hat? Oh, don't worry about it. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Because... This isn't how a podcast should sound. Nick Masseroni is going to monitor the chat, and he's going to oh, handle it. Oh, and, come and on. And you and me are going to do a podcast together. Eh. It, without, it, it's not a game stream. It's not like okay. what we're doing tomorrow. It's a, two, it's a, it's a two-way street. This is a show. They can just see us doing this. This is a multi-content thing. That's fine. Okay. But we don't. We can't have full focus levels if we're constantly okay, looking I, at the chat. I am focused. So I got distracted. I got distracted. I got distracted for a second because there was an issue with the connectivity, and the people in the chat were telling me that there were issues, and I was trying to fix them. Okay, is that is that an issue? I'm looking at the chat to see if there's any still any issues. That is what I'm doing. Then why'd you put on the hat? The pat. The hat is irrelevant. No, it's not. It's irrelevant. You're giggling with the hat on. This is what I'm talking about. This is a, a, you, It's pissing me off. Let me wear the hat. No, 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 no. No, it's pissing me off because you're in the chat with your New Jersey buddies while we're trying to do a show here. Where are your buddies? Why aren't they in the chat? I don't know. I tweeted out the link. I did my thing. If they come in the chat, they do. If they don't, they don't. But the whole point of the chat or the, the stream is so they could see us live and, and track the show live if they want to watch it that way okay. or listen to it that way. Not because it's going to be a slapdick session uh, uh, during the whole show and throw it all it's uh, off the rhythm. It's not a slapdick session. You didn't I'm know focused. what the question about Gronk was when we were I on the segment about Gronk. For a se- I okay. got distracted for a second. I get it if you're watching the stream. I am focused. If you're I'm watching focused. the stream, that's fine. And okay, if you're curating that, I'm not. That's not my, what I'm doing. You know, I, I give you respect. You put in a, a a banner for us, and you did that. And it looks good, but it's we have a different vision for what we're supposed to be doing with this video stream. Correct? Okay, but we've done this stream. How to a, it. We we've we've done the stream a couple of times, and I'm trying to make sure it's done right, and I'm trying to look at it. It's under. I understand that I shouldn't be uh, getting distracted by the chat, but besides the point. It's just an extra level of viewership, and also people use Twitch to interact with people. I get it; you don't want me to talk to them, but if if there are funny things in the chat, I don't think it hurts to to acknowledge them, right? Then have Nasteroni acknowledge them, or maybe we could have Fire do that when he gets on here. How about that? Fire that could doesn't be have the, he doesn't have the attention span to do Good. that. Good, he doesn't need to. So you want to? Okay, if you want to be the chat guy, then me and Fire I am can, the chat can do. Guy. And I me can and Fire hear, can I'm, do the hosting then. And you can be a, you can be a third mic stream I am curator. Handling, 
chat host. Hand- Sean, your computer can't even handle the f- stream. There's a reason why I'm doing this. I'm trying to add something here. Do you know how complicated I'm running this stuff and you're getting mad at me for it? I think it's a little bit ridiculous. I'm trying to I'm trying to, I give to you add an extra that. level of this. I know you are. <laughs> I know you added an extra level. I already alluded to that. But you're get, you're just getting distracted too much. If it's not just a technical thing. I got it when we were going over the things earlier. Uh, with the last dance and there was a, a good break in that I could tell you were focused on fixing the stream but okay. the, the last Patreon since then it's been you know fun time and this is supposed I've to be fun paying but attention. it's supposed to be just, the show you, just I, continue the show continue is, the show I'm paying attention fine fine you're paying attention fine okay alright we're on to the well since the NFL draft is tomorrow we thought it would be a good experiment to do some digging and determine who the best draft pick was in each round of the 2010s. It's it's um, it's a pretty stacked list, one through six, and then seven. Seven is what it is, but it's still pretty good. So with the, the first round in the last decade, Joe, your pick here, I understand why you picked them, but it, you know, what's your rationale here? I think in terms of a guy that shaped out to be better than I think a lot of people expected, you have to go with Patrick Mahomes. And my reasoning for him being the the, the best first round pick ever is he was considered to be a second round pick. At the beginning of the draft process, he slides all the way up to going to 10. The Chiefs traded up to get him. He was full upside. No one knew what he was actually going to be. He was either going to be the MVP Super Bowl winning quarterback he turned himself into, or he was going to be a complete bust. So if we're talking about a guy that lived up to the potential and hit on all those amazing traits that he had... It fits perfectly to go with a guy like Patrick Mahomes. I don't disagree with your pick, but I, I think that Patrick Mahomes is is a is a one A one B to your pick. I went with Aaron Donald, and I went with Aaron Donald because there's literally nobody at his level in this game right now. It's so he's distanced himself so much between every other defensive tackle. In the league, and I did the defensive tackle show earlier this, or yeah, on Sunday. Why you shouldn't draft them, or maybe it was Monday. And um, his stats are—they're untouchable by anybody since. I don't think there's another defensive tackle that's been drafted in 14 through 20 or 19 that will even come close to what he's done. I mean, he's generational. He's the guy. And there have also—I just think that. The distance between Patrick Mahomes and the next best quarterback picked since 2010 to to now is a lot uh, smaller of a gap than Aaron Donald to any other defensive tackle. All right, yeah, the second round pick though, I I don't understand why you had so many issues with the, this one here, and I understand it's that fine. you and I it's were fine. arguing with the the New England. I don't I, I don't mind it actually now. Monsters about, about if yeah. Gronk was the second or first best tight end of all time. I mean, I don't disagree that he's the second best tight end of all time. So if we're talking about 
a second round pick being the second best player at his position in the last 10 years, you have to go with Gronk here. Uh, he, what he's done in the playoffs, what he's done in his career when he's fully healthy, he's just a, a different level of a tight end being consistent as a blocker and as a receiver. All of those things turn himself into an elite prospect. I'm fine with that, actually. I don't know why I had a qualm with it at the show during the show or at the beginning. I just think that my guy was a better pick in Bobby Wagner in 2012 to the Seahawks. He's been the most underrated and also probably the best middle linebacker in the league. Maybe the only one that's touching him is Keekley, and Keekley's out now. So uh, Wagner, a one of the four 99-rated players in Madden, uh, this last year is just phenomenal. It doesn't get better than Wagner in the NFL. Third round, Joe, you know that we could have had the same here, the same guy. Yeah, we could have had the same player. We both could have picked Russell Wilson, who is you and who you ended up picking. Don't mean to snipe your your pick there, but if I was picking somebody else that was uh, maybe close, just so we weren't didn't have the same guy, Travis Kelsey is a top five player at his position consistently has been over a thousand yards receiving as a tight end which is just so rare to do even in today's modern NFL he has multiple more years left to his career and he's also a Super Bowl winning player so I think that that Kelsey is deservedly so on this list I I can't put him at the same level as Wilson but I I just think Russell Wilson's the guy he is I, I He's a Hall of Famer. That's what he is. And he deserves it, and he's a third-round pick. I think he's the best third-round pick of the 2010s. Now, fourth-round Joe, now we're getting a little que- – I'm getting a little questionable from you. Um, I picked David Bakhtiari, left tackle for the Packers. Uh, he's been the highest-graded pass blocker two years in a row. Um, he's phenomenal. He's a technician. He's a beast. I think he's the best fourth-round pick that we've had in the 2010s. Joe, you went with who here? Uh, Dak Prescott, and if we're talking about the fact that quarterbacks very rarely turn into starters out of the fourth round and beyond that, you are almost never going to find a guy that's going to start and also start the level that Dak Prescott has, offensive rookie of the year. Kirk Cousins is okay. I don't think that Kirk Cousins has done anything spectacular. I think Dak Prescott has had a little bit more help, but he still has played at a a higher level. He has been the offensive rookie of the year. He's done a ton of things to – really set himself at a top level here as arguably one of the best late-round quarterbacks in the past 10 to 15 years. I get it, but there was also Geno Atkins and Quan Alexander that were on there. I, I'd take both those guys over having back. Eh. Okay. Fifth round here. Um, again, okay. I had Richard Sherman, 2011, fifth round to a guy that also might be in the Hall of Fame when he's done. Uh, Just a phenomenal selection. My runner-up was actually Stephon Diggs, uh, but Joe went with another tight end. Another tight end, coincidentally, I just realized that is the third tight end that I have on this list. George Kittle is in the beginning of his career, but when he's on the field and playing, he has progressively become better and better with each season he's been in the league. He has that multi-dimensional style of play that we saw from Gronk. Gronk was, like I just talked about when I spoke about him as the 
best second round pick in the last 10 years. He can block really well at an elite level, best blocking tight end, but also the best receiving tight end. George Kittle is not that far off from that. And he's in an offense that is using him properly and to his fullest ability. Okay. And uh, sixth round here, Joe. Coincidentally, you went with another Kelsey. Man, I am running myself in loops here. I, Jason Kelsey has been for a, a span of time one of the best centers in the NFL. I think you have to acknowledge that. I, I forget who one of the other guys we had here. I think it, he's probably a little bit lower than your pick. Your pick would be higher if he wasn't absolutely bat crazy. Um, well, Antonio Brown is probably the best sixth-round pick of all time, honestly. He, he really is. Uh, and I don't think that could span any decade. He's the he was probably the best receiver in football for a year, and he was top two, top three for four years. So what do you do with that? He's a dominant force. Sure, he went off this last year and lost his mind and got too big for his britches, but if we're focusing only on play here, that's a phenomenal pick by the Steelers. Now, seventh yeah, if round. We're, if we're, yeah, if we're just yeah, talking ahead. about his performance on the field, I think it, it's by far and away making him that 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 top sixth pick, but sixth round pick rather. I just it, it makes you when you when I think about Antonio Brown, it just makes me think to myself that like what could have been if he just kept playing and was normal and was not a total head case. Right. If, if he didn't lose his mind, he'd still be playing. He'd still be on the Raiders. Or hell, he'd still be on the on the Steelers even if yep. that would have been the case. It's just yeah. guy couldn't keep his head on straight. Seventh round, uh, the 2010s, I had Calvin Beecham or Beacom from uh, the Steelers drafted in 2012. Beecham, I think. Beecham, yeah. yeah, drafted in 2012, became a starter for like six years there. That's pretty good for a seventh rounder. Uh, and then you had Joe. Uh, this is a Super Bowl MVP. I believe. Yeah, I don't know why we had such a smaller list to pick from. I feel like there were way less easy like guys that made a ton of sense. I feel like we were kind of reaching here with these seventh-round picks. Comb through them, brother. Yeah, uh, Malcolm Smith, though, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, that's a pretty big accolade for any of these seventh-round picks that we, we decided upon. It's That's what we had. Um, Joe, do you hear that? I do not. Oh, it sounds like Tiny Tim is blasting up his horns, which means it's time for Clown of the Week. Joe called his uh, two days ago or yesterday and said, I'm effing doing this for Clown of the Week. It's mine. So, Joe, it's yours. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. If, if you happen to see on Twitter, it was a, a, a pretty rising trend. The altercation that went through with Tony Khan and Yannick Ngakwe, star pass rusher for the Jaguars. So if you don't know anything about Mr. Ngakwe, he is an elite pass rusher and has demanded a trade despite getting franchise tagged by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, for some reason, despite the draft being tomorrow over this whole time span, they have not moved Yannick Ngakwe. It's taken them a ton of time. It has moved incredibly slowly for them to make this move. And we have gradually seen Ngakwe get more and more impatient. impatient. And we have finally hit that point where Ngakwe has completely lost it, calling out Tony Khan 
who is the owner uh, and one of the owners and also in charge of football analytics with the Jaguars. He is Shaq Khan's son, so not really that qualified if, if, if I were to say. He added Khan and said, stop hiding, Mo," and then that led to a path of argumentation and one of the quotes that we have in here is, it's a new regime here, sir. I thank you from the bottom of your, my heart for all the contributions you made here. I thank you, sorry. That said, tweeting insults at me won't get you traded any faster. Only good trade compensation will do that. Please re- redirect your efforts into a more productive outlet. The last thing he said was, show me the compensation. I'm sure you're really driving up the price today by the way. And my pick for Clown is Khan because talk about a complete mishandling of it. The fact that you're allowing a guy that has never been outspoken to become so impatient that he's calling you out on Twitter and then I don't know, his handling of it is just don't respond. Kevin did that a, a couple months ago. He was talking about that, about wanting to be out of Jacksonville. No, he. Um, but I'm saying that he Tom shouldn't have responded. He, he has, he has hinted at it, but he's gotten to the point where he's been willing to at the owner's son and somebody who works in the front office. But if you're that person in that position, you should never be responding to a disgruntled player. Pick up the phone and call him. Why do you need to interact with him on Twitter to air everything out for everyone to see? It's not like you're you're trying to prove something and show everyone, oh, I can handle this on Twitter. No, you look bad. Arguments like this on Twitter never end well, and it, it, it just it makes the whole situation so much worse. No one is at all faulting Yannick Ngakwe because I think most people agree that he is justifiably impatient about this. He should be. Um, and he, he just never respond to him on Twitter. Let him get it out. And then when you get back to it, get back to it in real life or, like you said, on a phone call. I don't know, maybe Khan was worried that Ngakwe would pull something like, uh, I don't know, recording the, the phone call from the uh, an, an executive and then posting it. Um, I don't know who in the hell would do that, but that's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my clown of the week. It's very recent. Uh, Jake Glazer has now reported that the Falcons have made efforts to uh, trade up to number two in the NFL draft for Chase Young. Now, as the resident Atlanta Falcons fan, this uh, makes me incredibly mad because how many pass rushers are you gonna draft? You drafted Vic Beasley, he's gone. Uh, he had one really good season, led the NFL in sacks, went down. Uh, now you drafted Tack McKinley, still hasn't fully bloomed in the pass rusher you're hoping for. You also got Dante Fowler in the offseason. So I think this is smokescreen uh, because... Um, it's not. I think it has to be. But also, how stupid are you? You'd have to trade away your whole draft. Your whole draft move up there i'm not doing it with you i know you hit big getting um getting julio and then did you trade up no no you, they didn't trade up for ridley right no i don't think no, so no. well they traded up for mcgarry i know you like to trade up in the draft don't do it just sit there with your 16th pick draft a quality player okay. oh what you no I, I don't mean i don't mean to interject but Dimitrinov and Dan Quinn are on the hot seat. Why wouldn't they just sell out and try and get somebody and hope it works out? Why wouldn't you do that if you've got nothing to lose? You either take someone who does average, or you go and get Chase Young, you go and get Jeff Okuda, and you have a dominant playmaker, and you make it to the freaking playoffs. 
What, what's, why would you complain about that? I don't think you'd be complaining if you had Chase Young getting 20 sacks in a season or Jeff Okuda being the best corner in the league in three years. I don't think you'd be complaining. Did you complain when they traded up for Julio? No. You're not going to be complaining if they I think it's one of the best draft trades of all time. I'm just saying, dude. This is If you trade up to number two in this one, that's not just picks in this draft. That's picks in the next draft, and then your future may be compromised. I don't think, I don't know what Atlanta needs to do to win a Super Bowl, because it seems like every offseason they revamp everything, and then they end up failing. They don't. Ha- they need to draft defensive players, as many as possible. Not one defensive player, defensive players. You're not going to, you can't do this. You can't. Fair. Fair. Hmm. Who do they have on defense? Yeah, thank you. I also, once I get home and get the soundboard up, I have a beautiful, beautiful clip of um, of uh, Frank Danny DeVito saying "dead air" during a uh, <laughs> during an "It's Always Sunny" episode. So I'm I'm very excited for our for that to be interjected during our. Um, Too bad no one's gonna hear that. Trademarked for yeah, and then I can yell at you for fiddling with the board and trying to get it to work while we're in the middle of a show. You'll be able to hear it. Um, actually, I don't know if you will. Probably not. Probably won't. <laughs> Finally, we're wrapping it up. Shower pissers. <sighs> you heard that sound. All time center edition. Uh, <laughs> Joe, I just saw yours. <laughs> I'll start mine off. Uh, I had uh, Chuck Bidnarik, who was, I guess, the last 60-minute man in the NFL, according to all the old-timers. Um, they, what they call him? Concrete Charlie? Something just like one that. Of the just nastiest, a name. Yeah. Just one of the nastiest uh, players in NFL history or whatever. Uh, you have to give a nod to him. And then on the bench, I have... Jason Kelsey, who is probably notably one of the biggest jokesters of offensive linemen that we've seen. Uh, so I think he just takes himself really lightly. And, or, and um, something he would do. He'd piss right in the shower. Doesn't care. Joe, your shower pissers. M- mine were pretty easy once I once I saw their names when I was doing my research. <laughs> uh, Mike and Marquise Pouncey, the two uh, twin centers. In the NFL, for a period of time, they were some of the the best centers in the league. But if we're talking about the most uh, <laughs> aggressive and um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not afraid of altercation and confrontation. Right. And that is a, a, one of the common traits we look for in shower pissers, which is guys that don't care. And if you try to say something to them, they're going to tell you to F off and they're going to argue with you. You're going to say, well, what are you going to do about it? And they have notoriously uh, been very aggressive about a number of things. Even the most recent thing was the the CBA. They were some of the people that were were speaking very adamantly about their their thoughts on it, taking to social media to do so. So that, I I don't know. I can't, I feel like that would be an elite pick. And I think if you put them in the same shower, I think they'd have a good laugh over it too. Like I think they'd be entertained by by causing that mess. All right, that was uh, get to the point, Joe. 
do you have something else for us or no we- i just i i had an i came up with another thought that you were getting mad at me over the chat all i want to do is say that it, i compare me looking at the chat and trying to respond to it as if when you've obviously been to big o and dukes before in person right mm-hmm. so they interact with the people in the crowd often not like crazy amount but if someone is in the in the audience doing something or did something or says something, they will usually bring them up to the microphone. So we can't do that. I have my slappy idiot friends in the chat saying funny stuff. It doesn't hurt to look and see what they're saying. Is that fair? It's different. It's really different. It's not like we have 100 people in the chat. We had four. We have four viewers. I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying they don't get distracted by them. They, They turn it into content. I was okay. All right, fair. There's a difference there, right? There's a difference, and I will be more diligent about that. I understand well, that. We, you don't have to be. Well, actually, no. Once we get all three rolling, then you you can be more diligent uh, monitoring the chat. Because fine. All right. Let's get to the point, everybody. Uh, I am Sean Anderson. That is. Wait, wait, we didn't we didn't talk about the the draft party. So the, the, can I oh, just yeah, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So this is going out on Thursday morning whenever Sean finishes editing it up. Once you listen to the show, Thursday night is the NFL draft. So if you're around and you're not doing anything and you're tuning into the draft, pull out your phone, pull out your laptop, and you can tune in with us. We are going to be streaming, doing the same exact thing for the whole entire show. We're going to be doing it uh, for all three to four hours of the NFL draft. However long it takes, we'll be providing live reactions to picks, breaking stuff down when crazy stuff happens. We'll overreact, all of that fun stuff. Hop in the chat and talk to us. Let us know your thoughts. We will interact with you. Yeah, t- um, tomorrow is the high chat interaction day. Yes, yes. And I, I've, I've debated this idea, and I'll, I'll talk to you more about it, Sean, if we can figure it out. I don't know if we can, but we might be able to get a couple live fans on. I don't think it would be too complicated to do. Okay. Um, if I can't get it to work, then we won't do it. It's just if if you want to sit and watch the watch the draft and talk to us, that's essentially what we're going for. It's a viewing party. Seven thirty around then is when we're going to try and hit the airwaves and actually get on. Uh, yeah, I think it'll. I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun, and I know a lot of other people are doing this. Uh, I saw Jeff Schwartz is doing it. Uh, every Jamoke with a, a Twitch stream that is sports based is going to be doing this. And if you like the show, stop on by, join us. Uh, if, if I mean, because Joe and I would be FaceTiming during this entire draft together anyways tomorrow. But... Uh, I think you overestimate how much I'd, I'd be willing to do that. What? <laughs> well, we've watched every... Joe, remember when we were driving back from Gresh and we were on the phone the entire time? Oh, yeah, for the second round. Yeah, I remember No, no, that. it was the first round because you, Daniel Jones was selected and you were doing work at home. Oh, you were driving. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, why are you diminishing the value that we have always watched the draft? <laughs> we didn't watch it together freshman year. No, we watched it with Hayden Pryor. Oh God. Well, join us uh, tomorrow. Uh, as always, follow the show on Twitter at GTTP Podcast. Follow Joe on Twitter at Joe DeLeon and myself on Twitter at Sanderson Radio. Uh, Obviously, if you're on the Twitch right now, you know the Twitch. Uh, but if not, it is Get to the Point Pod. And um, I think that just about wraps it up, right, Joe? No other closing yeah, comments? That's All right. it. We will see you tomorrow. And if not, uh, we'll see you next week.